The following podcast is for information purposes only and is not suitable for retail investors. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Chat of the Week. I have my colleague Thomas Banks this week with me and we were thinking we'd discuss a little bit about foreign direct investments, um, especially in the Chinese region. Um, and Tom, my first question to you would be what uh, an FDI is and why is it something that people care about? Hello, Lorenzo. Um, thank you, firstly, for having me on this week. Um, so FDI is a component, basically, of a country's balance of payments and is when a company or individual invests in, in business interests located in a different country. So that involves acquiring an interest and a certain degree of control in a company situated in a in a different nation. And these inflows can actually play a really important role in economic development by you know, fostering economic growth, creating job opportunities and facilitating transfer of skills and technology across borders, which all, you know, all helps to stimulate further growth. All right. So China, uh, for a very long time, has had the fastest has been the fastest growing country in the world. Uh, at some point, they reached a year on year growth of something like 14 percent. So you'd naturally expect them to be attracting a lot of foreign interest. Um, but certainly more recently, uh, they've been dealing with a lot of issues which maybe uh, make them less attractive a country. So how has FDI been affected uh, in the last decade or so? Yeah, so looking at the data, um, there's definitely there's typically been large increases in inflows, especially in, in the 2010s, where multiple quarters dollars worth of inflows, even as recent as Q1 of 2022. Um, but since then, it's def- we've definitely seen slowing. In Q2 this year, it was already only 6 billion of inflows, um, and that's quite a dramatic decrease. And then the latest figure we we saw released earlier this month for Q3 actually showed an FDI deficit of minus 11.8 billion. So basically more investors taking capital out than moving capital in, um, which I think is rather staggering as this data has been collected by the administration of foreign exchange. Um, This figure's never turned negative. Um, so, yeah, quite a worrying sign given everything else we've seen data-wise coming out of China this year. Well, it definitely does um, seem worrying. What is that coming from? Is it just another consequence of slowing economy or are there any other factors at play? That's definitely one of the factors. Uh, the economy is slowing, you know, no longer reaching the growth rates of the past. Um, but I wouldn't now growth is still you know, projected to be in around five percent maybe a little bit ambitious but probably be around there um maybe not as high as the crazy figures we saw in the early 2000s um, and last decade but i still think you know it's ahead of projections for countries like the uk us and eu so still solid um what's affecting foreign investors more are the you know the geopolitical tensions brewing between the us and china which really escalated with Trump and his, his trade war and has continued with Biden, actually. He's continued to impose these restrictions we've seen on exports um, to China, and particularly restricting access to advanced chips, which are needed for AI advancements. And then there's also concerns that have been brewing about a possible conflict in, um, over Taiwan. So 
Uh, really, this this term de-risking has become popular in the last couple of years, and it basically refers to companies who are you know, re-evaluating the risk abroad payoff, which they get from keeping their operations running in China, um, which previously was very attractive due to you know low production costs and the massive labor force China possess. Um, but now not so much. And then another contributor, which leads to, I guess, the same outcome is the result of the COVID-19 pandemic and, and the conflict in Ukraine after that, which massively disrupted supply chains and really exposed for many of these companies there where dependencies may lie in their supply chains. And much of these dependencies lie in China, you know, for the reasons I just mentioned, low costs, great labor force. It's often been referred to as, as the factory of the world. So it was natural that they were going to be a loser in the scenario as foreign entities look for other options to diversify not just in a singular country um and then finally i would just add that uh, as many things rates also comes into play china is currently experiencing deflation and so authorities are keeping monetary policy fairly loose in comparison to the us where rates are so this gap also provides an incentive for multinational companies to you know, repatriate their earnings and, and capitalize on the arbitrage opportunity that has opened up. Hmm. So uh, obviously this is a uh, significant event uh, for a country that has become so used to uh, seeing massive inflows of investment from abroad. Um, so, you know, what are the consequences going to be about that? Yeah, so I mentioned before what how important FDI is, and it's no different for China. Uh, it's been a major reason for China's continued growth over the past decade and, and beyond. Um, you know, foreign companies don't make up a significant portion of, you know, the total companies in China. I think it's roughly around 3%. But the size of these multinationals means they're not only contributing a significant proportion to China's trade, they're also providing a substantial amount of tax revenue and urban employment, which during this period of economic vulnerability is all the more important. Um, so the downward trend is definitely a worrying sign, only adds to China's existing issues and makes it more difficult for them to achieve growth targets and fulfill other ambitions of passing the US as the world's largest economy. Um, so that's definitely a big impact. But then on the flip side, you know, China's pain is, is always someone else's gain and other emerging markets, particularly in Asia, um, will be beneficiaries as companies look to move operations to a more, maybe a comparable, but more stable and secure country. So Philippines, Malaysia, Vietnam, Indonesia, um, and then as we discussed recently, um, India will all benefit. Um, yeah. So quite a wide reaching impact. And this is something authorities in China, I'm sure, will be keen to turn around as soon as possible. Um, so have they taken any measure as of yet to make this happen? You're right. It, it will definitely be a priority on their mind. And only last week, the Ministry of Commerce in China issued a letter urging local governments to remove discriminatory policies, which may be impacting foreign companies more. Um, and then, as you know, in the news, it's been a lot in the news recently. Um, only yesterday, President, President Xi Jinping meeting with President Biden in an effort to try and stabilize relations and look for solutions they can agree on to instill guess, some confidence in the Chinese economy. So, you know, you know, they are working on things, but there is no quick fix to this. And 
many of China's domestic issues are deep rooted, deep rooted, and will need to be addressed um, on its own before being able to convince investors that it still remains an attractive place to do business. Okay, Tom. Um, thank you very much. It was a very interesting conversation, uh, and certainly you know something that not often people discuss about. So thank you very much, and I look forward to speaking to you next week. Thank you for having me, Lorenzo. See you next week. For professional advisors only, the views expressed are those of Momentum Global Investment Management at the time of recording and are subject to change without notice. Momentum Global Investment Management has used all reasonable efforts to ensure the accuracy of the information contained in this communication, but we cannot guarantee the reliability, completeness or accuracy of the content. This podcast is for information purposes only and does not constitute investment advice or an offer or solicitation to buy or sell. Momentum Global Investment Management, company registration number 37330094 has its registered office at the Rex Building, 62 Queen Street, London, EC4R1EB. Momentum Global Investment Management Limited is authorised and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority in the United Kingdom, registration number 232357, and is exempt from the requirements of Section 7.1 of the Financial Advisory and Intermediary Services Act 37 of 2002 in South Africa. In terms of the FSCA FAIS Notice 141 of 2021, published on the 15th of December 2021. For complaint relating to Momentum Global Investment Management's financial services, please contact distribution services at momentum.co.uk. Your capital is at risk.